I'm not crying. Hey, everybody. It's a new episode of The Long Shot coming to you from high in the Hollywood Hills in an undisclosed location. Tonight, millennial letter writers, lice, and what do you do if you find a baby? And here's your host, Sean Conroy. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, good day, good noon, good night, good dusk, good desk. Welcome to The Long Shot. It is a podcast. I am your host. My name is Sean Conroy. With me today on the show, the light at the end of the rainbow. Thank you. The pot of gold at the end of the tunnel. So sweet. Miss Amber Kenny is here. Hello, hello, hello. You're shocked. Betrayal. And of course, the <laughs> night stalker, Joe Wagner, is here. <laughs> Richard. Not to be confused with the other Richard Ramirez. Night Stalker, Richard yeah. Ramirez, yeah. who did murder several That was people. the Night Stalker, right? But you Correct. do stalk the night, Richard don't Ramirez. you? I do, yes. Yeah. So, I'm just saying, not the same one. Uh, no, of course not. No relation. Uh, <laughs> Actually, I just did 23 yeah. and Me, and I am related to the Night Stalker. Anything is possible. Richard Ramirez. Uh, folks, The Long Shot is a podcast where we talk about a lot of things, mostly ourselves. Uh, what's the hook, Sean? But what's the hook to this show? Well, the hook brings you back, right? Yeah. Whatever that, yeah. Uh, all right. So this is a part of the show that we like to call parting shots. So why don't we start? No, checking in. Joe, why don't you start today? Hi, Amber. Hello. Hi, Jonathan. Nice to see you. What? So, oh, I don't know what that on. means. <laughs> um, oh, one thing I was going to mention. You've been here for half an hour. Out. We've been talking the whole time. I don't That's not to your name. Anybody. <laughs> um, yeah. We're all hot. We're coming in hot to the hot room. Thank you. So, uh, I was going to mention this. Oh, yeah. No Jamie, by the way. No Jamie. We Whirlwind. Jamie. We've stopped even acknowledging if someone's missing. I know. Until just now. But we right. do, I guess. Maybe it was fun for us all to be together. That's last probably episode. why you did it because yeah. we were there. With... We got to do that again sometime. <laughs> One of these days, you know, in that tiny a, little closet at Dynasty. Such Tip a Rider. treat. <laughs> in that <laughs> stall of a bathroom. Yes. That was so much fun that we actually we were ended all up recording... accidentally touching each other the whole time, <laughs> and we ended up doing like a two-hour episode uh-huh. or something. Uh, well, right. we'll see if it's fun. It comes out tomorrow. People might hate it. You know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I don't want to. But by the time this comes anyone. out, it will have come out previously. Wow! <sighs> Critically acclaimed. It's so hard to keep. This is like the Marvel universe where everything it really keeps getting is. rebooted. Probably the greatest crossover of all time. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, 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 I have noticed something. Except for Alan Iverson, I've going to say <laughs> sports. I was going to say. Did you ever say, see him crossover on Michael Jordan? It's rookie. I year. bet it was really it was fucking good. Pretty amazing. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I get. So, one thing I've noticed, and I think this is on YouTube. You can look it up. Okay. I think this is because there was a some kind of police involved shooting at one of the metro stations like a month ago. Oh, right. There's police now. I've seen much more police presence at most of the metro stations, public transit. Um, that's it. And then, uh, well, how do you feel about? Is it? 
do what's the terror threat level right now? I don't know what the terror threat level is, but you it's know either what? yellow or orange, right? It's always either yellow or orange. It's never green or right. black. It stays there, right? Yeah, that's like the consistent one. Well, I don't know. The I, terror threat level is Roy G. Biv. <laughs> it's a good question, Amber, because anytime I think I noticed them because you don't They're wearing uniforms. See, you, well, you don't often see except for the ones that aren't. Well, foot patrol police officers in Los Angeles. Um, it's not that kind of city, like walking the beat. Kind no, of thing. you see cops, police officers outside of their cars. The fuzz when pigs are something eating gone at Chipotle. At Chipotle. <laughs> like right, that's right. the only time you see them, right. other than an incident. I right. saw one. They at, are in I saw vehicles. two of them at. Um, Gelson's the other day and they were they were there it was two guys one of them was wearing his uniform from the waist up and his jeans oh interesting which I thought was weird because it's like you know business in the front party in the back or something like that (laughs) Um, and the other guy was like six foot nine fully uniformed the giant from Burning Man and uh but the reason they were at Gelson's was the guy in the jeans had to check about um, catering. He wa- they were having some kind of party and he wanted to see like how far in advance do we have to order and how many sandwiches can you make and all this stuff. And meanwhile, there was an elderly woman right in front of me and she started talking to the giant. <laughs> and it was just a weird thing where she was like, I was out the other day. And someone came up behind me and I was very nervous. But then they just walked by. Oh my God. I didn't know what was going. And you know, the poor guy's like, oh, I'm sorry to hear that, man. I just, I just. And then he was so polite to her that when they were leaving, she said to the other guy, or I, I don't know, they were behind me, so I don't know who said what to who, but she goes, Watch out for him, and don't worry. God will be watching out for you. Oh, <laughs> sweet. But I love interactions like that because I like to think in her ideal world, was the cop gonna be like, "That's the piece of evidence I needed." Now we can oh, go you're bust talking, this guy. <laughs> you're talking about the guy who walks up behind people and then keeps walking. Like, oh, I'm looking for that guy. Oh, the, the night stalker. Oh, that guy. What? Would you mind coming down to the station and picking out his footsteps from an audio lineup? Number three, step forward. I yes, was, that's him. I was very nervous. I just read today somebody posted about how they went on to one of those. Like neighborhood apps. Mm. What are those? There's one. There's like one big neighborhood one, watch or neighborhood where like every people, and say people who I'm live on in the it. I go on it sometimes online. It's right? hilarious. Can, right, right. Because people the post shit and people get upset about is so petty well, and tiny and. What the person was posting about was that someone on in that group posted, "Hey, could we try not to be calling the cops so much on all these." kind of trivial things mm-hmm. that aren't really dangers and then the whole thread exploded of everyone saying like yeah how dare you yeah and, of course and this person was like the cops that have more important right. things to do i know also don't yeah the internet is garbage it's garbage um but you know what it's not, it is interesting when you see more again when you don't of police officers because i 
There's I one. I don't like them. Well, there's one thing about there's there's certain certainly some L.A. cops that look like the stereotypical giant jacked white mirrored sunglasses shaved head racist rolled cop. up sleeves. Yeah. They biceps they, pumped. They look like Where the frightening racist LA cop. Simi Valley. Oh right. Yeah, I think most of them live out on the outskirts of town. But uh um I yeah, I guess maybe it was because there was that shooting or something. But it I didn't but at the same time, I don't know, I guess maybe I'm have a traditional enough privileged background, I guess, to see cops and go, Oh, well then it's safer. Interesting. You know? But, Are they know. just posted up at like the entrances Correct. and exits? Yeah, and then yeah. some have been getting on trains. They get on and off, but it's just I, literally when you when it feels like I've seen ten times as many cops as like a month ago. I had a weird interaction with a cop on a train once. Oh, here in L.A. Mm-hmm. What papers? Happened? Do you have your papers? <laughs> I used to take public transportation right one hundred percent of the time, and I was taking. The tra- I lived in the valley. I was taking the train in to Hollywood to do an open mic, and uh, a cop came on the train and he sat down next to me and was just like chatting. He with sat me. down next to you. Yeah, and then he was it's chatting weird. with me, and it got like I got started getting uncomfortable because right. he was asking me if I had a boyfriend and stuff. Oh, that's I don't know. Like I, I, he was trying to pick up. you up. No, I know, but it was yeah. like you're literally in a uniform right Wait, now. It's it wasn't jeans. It wasn't jeans cop. No, <laughs> it was Mr. Cool cop. It wasn't sandwich cop. <laughs> you watch out for him. God will watch out for you. Well, like so who's watching out for you? It's. And nothing happened and it was fine, but it's right. weird to be picked up by someone who literally has a gun on them. I don't I don't know. Yeah, well, it, those, there's like yeah. a, it's weird. They pop up every now and then, but those are and they're awful stories of when cops have been charged with Oh yeah. That's the nightmare. Yeah. Of sexually assaulting women, particularly like runaways and stuff, because they're so vulnerable. But anyway, uh, what are you gonna do? Some of them are good, some of them are bad. Uh, but there are more. There are more out in the streets of LA, so I don't know what that means. Um, They're looking for you. So. Have you noticed a change in behavior in people? Um, I, no, no, not particularly. Do you think it has anything to do with the sort of, I mean, I know it's not current, but it's over the last couple of years, the explosion of the homeless Almost, population? I, it, I wonder because I, I would like to see if there's been any report yet on if there's been if, if there's been an increase in like on the street altercations with you know maybe maybe mentally unbalanced people or something i don't know i do I, as i mentioned on the show before like i see so many more homeless in downtown in addition to obviously the rest of the city but it's so much in downtown where i live where like there are now corners that two years ago did not have any homeless people on it and now on a nightly basis have a good 10 to 12 like just hanging out like that's this is where we're gonna have to hang overnight well there are people around here who just live here now right you know like under the bridge the overpass of the 101 right i was walking through there the other day and these guys have built a tent over the sidewalk right i had to walk underneath their tent (laughs) to go through it's 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 getting to like weird low budget post-apocalyptic like i walked through their i walked through their living room basically yeah i always feel bad yeah i did too it's their house 
And but I'm, it is the public sidewalk right. at the same time. I, one thing that I always think about is when I walk by and it's clear that you can kind of see that maybe they're sleeping or lying down or something. And this has never happened. But my fear every time is that I'm going to like take a step by and wake them up and they'll be like. <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, and then you right. just pee yourself. Right. I mean. And they're going to stab you. <laughs> they all have knives, so they're going to stab you. Yeah, right. They're just really going to stab me. Just um, while we're talking about this, I would recommend that people follow a guy on Instagram named Suitcase Joe who is a friend of mine who walks around downtown and talks to all these people and takes incredible photographs of them. Uh, And, you know, in every photograph, he's like, this is so-and-so, and and this is her story. She's been on the streets for this long. I mean, he's, you know, he's really good at just talking to people. You know what stories always get me is when they show somebody, a guy who goes out to homeless areas and gives them haircuts. Have you ever seen that? Mm-hmm. I've seen a few different people do it. Where they go around and they give him haircuts and shaves and just, you know, just the simple act of being able to, to clean up in that way. And then they see themselves and you can, it just, it's beautiful. Anyway. Shave and a haircut, two bits. Um, I like girls with big toes. Uh, <laughs> Um, Watch Doctor Doctor Demento wasn't that Doctor Demento right? Yeah. Uh, so Sunday I had a sketch. One of my sketch groups had a show. That sketch group did very well, and it was squeeze. We're all squeeze, squeeze, it is. I'm so glee. It is so heartening and hilarious to me that Squish now has like its biggest cheerleaders, and that and and I know I will never see you guys no, will I never see either. the show. And I, I have know no you idea who's will. in it. I don't I know, know what it's will. about. And I I don't want you ever to see a show <laughs> to remain these this kind of diehard fans of Squish. I, I, we've talked about it before, but when I saw a poster for Squish mm-hmm. hanging in a theater, I got starstruck. Right. Right. <laughs> I can't believe it. It's squeeze. It's my favorite sketch group that I've never seen. Uh, they had a great show. I love those guys. I'll never meet them. And I have no interest in meeting them. Very happy for them. Uh, moving on. So, but then I was working with another group, Gold Baby, mm. and uh, yeah. they they rehearse. At, did you call, yeah. Did you yeah. call them out on a Facebook group? No. No. <laughs> But not yet. They're pretty. Not they're, yet. they're pretty solid. They're pretty consistent. They work hard. Uh, so they rehearse at a place called WeWork. Do you know it's in Selman on Vine? Vine? Yeah. yeah. So it's this giant uh, workspace place that you can like rent out cubicles and offices and whatever. And uh, so anyway, they rehearse there. I go there to rehearse. They have these like stainless steel cups or glasses but they're steel they're metal they're not glasses obviously not, but would uh, would you call them glasses if they're no. not glass cups then yeah okay so stainless steel cups and steels steels okay steelers steels they're very nice steelies they're very nice uh and i grab one get some water wait to start. you Oh, the place we work has. They provide. So. Okay, sorry, my brain's a little mushy. No I problem. was picturing every member of Gold Baby just holding a steel cup, and I was like, "Why?" <laughs> We're changing our name to Steel Cup. I make them drink my blood before every rehearsal in a stainless okay. steel cup. Okay, I'm on board now. So yeah, so I go to the break room area. I grab one of these cups. I get my water. I go to the rehearsal. We have a nice rehearsal. Rehearsal ends. I 
take my cup to take it back, to give it a little rinse, put it back, and leave. So I go to the sink with this. Oh, I, cup. I know where this is going. I don't. And um, I don't either. <laughs> so I just gave him a clue, but you don't know what it is, listener. So uh, it's a band-aid on just thumb. <laughs> hey, that's Sean. God damn it, Sean. All right, so this cup. I'm going to describe the design now. So, okay. The edge of the cup. You know the what brim, a cup is. The, the brim of the cup, the very top edge, curls over just the tiniest bit. Out. Out and creates an edge. So, uh-huh. it's, it's, a, it's a rim at the top of the cup. And... I went to the sink to start rinsing this cup, oh, and Jesus. I did the, you know, the kind of rim wipe. You were giving uh-huh. it a rim job. Because maybe I, you had some chapstick on. You I was get doing that off. just the. I just it's just my natural washing motion to do the <laughs> rim wipe. Sure. And, and my th- and with no gloves or whatever thing, so my thumb gets caught right no. under that edge, no. which is just straight metal. And Slices. I make the motion, and it sliced. It wasn't even a cut, it, so it was a slice to the bone, one inch, <laughs> right down the middle of my thumb. Oh God! And I got. Did you faint? A boo boo. Did you go? I didn't. I immediately. I felt it. You got to wrap nothing. that up, and put pressure on it, so you don't immediately. Bleed to I death, did that. You know, immediately. You might have you might have hit an artery. You don't know. <laughs> immediately. Immediately. <laughs> I put it. In fact, I put it in my mouth. That's what I did. Just you telling the story, it made me put yeah. my thumb in my mouth. Immediately put it in my mouth. Me. <laughs> and I pull it out, and it's, you know, gushing. It's just gushing. So grab paper towel, wrap Are you a vampire now? Uh, no. Okay. However, a night crawler. <laughs> so, oh, night stalker, shit. So I, I'm putting pressure on it, and one of the gold babies had walked into the, that area right then, and they were like, oh, what happened? I said, oh, I just cut my thumb. And... I pulled it out just to take another look at it, and she saw just just some blood, but she had you know when people have that reaction of like oh my god, and I was like it's it's okay it's all right, it's- you might need stitches for that, and I was like no 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 it, it'll be fine it's fine, uh, but immediately I did go to Walgreens got some band. You probably could have gotten one stitch. Not maybe I maybe the emergency room would have been like well this stitches. is a waste of time. <laughs> I was like it'll be fine it'll be fine it'll heal fine. But, oh, my God, there's nothing like that moment where you feel the Ugh. metal slice. It's just... Ugh, well, and hands ugh. are tough because for cuts and things. Because you're always using them, <laughs> turns out. It's sure. so true. And <laughs> Unless you're playing soccer. And you're washing... Don't use them. You're washing your hands. So right. it just feels like you can't keep it clean and dry. Or you have to and keep my, bandaging And you put soap on there, it hurts like a motherfucker. Oh, yeah. And my paranoid hypochondriac nightmare is that you have one tiny cut and then MRSA like the super resistant staff remember when I had that I didn't have MRSA but I had something close to it I don't remember that yeah it was while this podcast was happening I got uh, something in my elbow I woke up one day and I had like a pimple on my elbow and the next day I woke up and it was the size of a golf ball and the next day I woke up and it was the size of a softball. How did it happen? What could we do to protect ourselves? Well, eventually I went to, eventually I had to go back to the hospital and talk to an epidemiologist and she said it probably was something that 
you ate? I, no, that I picked up at the gym. She was like, oh. right. it had to have been like that you had like a little bit of a Staff. laceration like, and, and somehow sweaty, somebody gross. sweated uh. on the machine uh. and it got it. Uh. Sweat or sweated? Sw- sweeted? Sweets. <laughs> Squeeze. <laughs> Uh, but they, that was when I've, I've told the story a million times, but that was when they had to cut all this shit out Lam- of my elbow lancet. and then pack my elbow with like a thread to keep it from, cause there was a big hole in my elbow an and there's ab- a, an abscess. Yeah. And there's a nerve that goes up your arm. So when they went to pull the thread out, it was so painful. Oh my god! Dude. And there was so much threat. It was like a magic trick. Like the guy <laughs> just kept the pulling and pulling magic. and pulling. Then a handkerchief came out, and then eventually a woman. Hello. Uh, yeah. Oh, hello. <laughs> so what happened, Joe? She was not an attractive woman. She lived in my Is elbow. That your elbow? Or are you just having a scene? No, it's my elbow. <laughs> oh right. Yeah, but that I'm always worried about that. But you know what? It's actually pretty much healed already. When was this? Monday night, and it's almost healed. Wow. I, I I think I'm very good heal. Like I have good healing ability. Do you think you're a mutant? I don't think I'm at mutant like levels. Wolverine because Wolverine heals like that. Wolverine does heal very quickly. I'm like it still hurts him. He's still in pain. Just but he under heals Wolverine. immediately. So at, if you want, if you're keeping score. I have healing ability and I can become invisible like a ninja. Oh right! So I'm doing pretty good. And what else? Okay, traveling soon. Next uh, by, I think in a week or so, I'll be leaving. National road trip. The national road trip. Um, (laughs) uh, Where are you going? You're going from Jacksonville Jacksonville to Phoenix. Phoenix. From Jacksonville to Phoenix. Moving right along. Oh, now we're in Saskatchewan. Will you give me your Saskatchewan? Will you give me the road mix that you put together for our road trip yeah. to yeah. All Things Comedy Festival? On the road again. And then that's it. Well, okay, great. Because that leads right into what I wanted to talk about, which was the All Things Comedy Festival in Phoenix. They didn't ask us back. <laughs> they did not have us back the second year, and they're not having a third year. They're not. Uh, in fact, they I remember. could not have made any money. Eddie texted me. He was like, are you, what time are you getting here for this year's festival? And I was like, we were not invited. And he was like, <laughs> right. are you kidding me? Uh, which made me feel good. Uh, but, so here's the thing. I've told you guys this. I have a couple brothers who actually listen to this show, and one of them texted me this week to say... <laughs> That he loved uh, whoever was the music supervisor for the show he thought was doing a great job. Correct. Uh, which is Andrew Steven. And Hi, Andrew. We love he you. He specifically was referencing a song at the end of the episode where we talked about Brody. Um, I don't know. Oh, are you going to say what the song was? It was called <laughs> Stay Alive by a guy named Jose Gonzalez, I believe. Mm-hmm. And it, it's a good song. I mean, I, I did not. I never listened to the show, so I am not aware of these things. But Andrew does a great job of picking out music for the show. Anyway, this started me down the path of thinking about Brody and my interactions with Brody. Right. And I realized that I think the last time I saw him was at the All Things Comedy Festival. Right. And. I went to watch him record his podcast. 
that he was doing with Al Madrigal. And Al, in the middle of the show, said, I have to get out of here. Well, this is what happened is he and Al started to get into it a little bit. Brody was a little conservative in his politics. Right. He did not appreciate the fact that NFL players were kneeling during the uh, national anthem. Right. He was heated about that. Right. Al didn't see it the same way. Um, Al was trying to be as diplomatic as possible and just say, who cares? They should be able to. Then it was at the same time that LeBron James had said that President Trump is a bum. Is a bum, right? He said, President Trump is a bum. And Brody was very upset by that and said, why can't LeBron James use his celebrity to do some good? Why doesn't he meet with President Trump and tell him what he wants? And so, of course, I was there and I started heckling Brody from the back of the room. Now, if you remember, there was it was a big right. room with nobody in it. Right. There was like four people in the room. And big open windows. Yeah. And you can't hear what I'm saying, but you can hear somebody yelling. And it's me right. yelling from off right. stage. Al, I think, feeling the energy between Brody and himself heating up, didn't really want to be there anymore. Right. And so Al turned to me as I was heckling Brody and said, Sean, can we switch? I have to be somewhere. (laughs) So I came up and I sat and I was a guest on Brody's show for 45 minutes. And I think that was the last conversation I ever had with him. And the whole thing is recorded is on YouTube. Whoa. And I watched the whole thing. And Brody is very worked up about some stuff. Right. Um, and of course, I always, as I said during that other episode, I always enjoyed teasing Brody. So I am not Holding helping. Yeah. yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm right. you know. Putting fuel on the floor. But also what I took away from it, which I was glad about, was I feel like if you, and I'm not suggesting anybody should watch it because it's long and a lot of it's not that funny. It's about me talking about how boring baseball is and and you know of course Brody his whole yeah. life was about baseball <laughs> instigated by Aaron Brungart who said who asks uh. me to talk about how much I hate baseball oh my gosh uh, but I think you can see that there's a real affection there which I sure. was very glad about you right. know um, in fact Brody ends the whole thing by saying that I'm his friend. No, no, no. Can I say I'm his good friend or something like yeah, that? Yeah, like, right, right. Or very good friend or something like that. Right. Anyway, all that is there. It's crazy that it exists. I know. Like, it's, it's very recorded. weird. And and it was a year before he died, and I don't think I had seen him right. in that whole time. So that really is it's the last time two I. Two years. Because uh, I think we went ago? in 2017. Two, it's two years ago, yeah. Right. We went in the fall ago. of 2017, so, yeah. so a year and a half. A little over a year ago, yeah. Right. Whatever. Then there's comments on the video. Mm-mm. And a guy Don't read the comments. A guy says oh, no. about 10 comments down. There's only about 10 comments. So Brody and I talked a little bit of politics at the top of our conversation. Right. Conroy sounds like the typical clueless lefty idiot. Hard to not hate him. And at first I was like... But you like that kind of person. (laughs) (laughs) Well, of course my immediate reaction was like, who the fuck is this guy? And whatever. And then I was also like, it's also hard to not split infinitives. You know, the whole thing. (laughs) 
Um, anyway, I started to post it on Facebook just to like make fun of this guy. And then I was like, I don't want to put that up. I went and looked at his page Mm -mm. and I think there's a whole world of the internet that's out there that I am not aware of that is frightening and sad. And this was one of those places. I would say yes. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, you know, uh, his, are you saying his Facebook page or what? what no, no, no. YouTube. I was going to post my own oh, thing. His YouTube I was going to, I was going to, I was going to screenshot his comment and put it up on Facebook and say, make right. fun of, you know, but, but then you looked at, but then his, I looked at his YouTube his page YouTube. and all the videos he had he made. Has, right. And basically what he has done is he has taken some famous people and reversed the footage and translated what they were actually saying oh backwards. My God. So that you can tell. For example, he has a clip of Colbert uh, talking about Trump and saying, I, I don't want to eat the soldiers or some, some kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, right. And he realizes this is about cannibalism. And he plays it backwards, and it turns out what Colbert is saying is Priscilla Black, Bellotage, we eat off the blood, Miss Scylla Black, one, Priscilla drank blood, much blood, smock get wet, smushed, beat and order. This is what Colbert was really saying on his show. Now, it's reversed right. because he's satanic. So he translated all this, and there's many, many of these videos that he's oh done. Oh, my God. These are the tinfoil. And underneath this video of Colbert, somebody comments. I mean, I only went so <laughs> deep, but this guy comments, Colbert is related to French nobility and is in the Royal Order of Jesters, an elite Mason group with other members, including a number of Trump bashers like Jim Carrey, Sarah Silverman, Kimmel, Fallon, Seinfeld and Kellyanne Conway. I guess he thinks Kellyanne Conway is <laughs> Trump basher. More like her husband. They were busted in the 80s for sex trafficking. Now, this is insane. How old was Sarah Silverman in the 80s? <laughs> right. you this know? is insane. It's, but that's what I'm saying. Right. Uh, he has and another functioning people. They're he has another one with Chrissy Teigen people. and John Legend where she's saying she's in Taiwan and she's like, I don't have any credit cards. I have no debit cards. I guess I live here now. Like she must have lost her wallet or something. Translated, felons, I break the laws, shock amygdala, there with staff in act one, bodies fill them up, block my producer. You get it, right? Like oh, you get totally. it? Um, it? It's honestly scary. That's what I'm it's saying. It's like, just it's, talking about it. It's, it's so, yeah. I mean, look, there was that horrible thing that happened in New Zealand last weekend and that guy was clearly very involved in the internet and everybody's talking about how there's these sarcastic memes and so on and so forth. And, but this was my first experience of looking at something and being like, holy shit, there is someone who is a fan of Brody's who also makes these videos and people watch them and and then people watch and comment on them and say, Oh yeah, he's a member of the Royal order of jesters. It's one thing if it's to nothingness, right? I mean, there are not a lot of, to be but, fair, there are not a lot of views. There's like 60 views of each video. But, Devil's advocate, though. Yeah. <laughs> what if he's right? <laughs> well, and also, if you listen, if you listen to, 
if you play the things backwards, you can interpret it as anything. Right. It's just like, and he puts like subtitles up of what they're saying. But it's weird to transcribe it to still meaningless nonsense. Like, at least make it make sense. Right, right, right. He has a clip of... Of somebody he calls Barry. Do you know who Barry is? Probably Obama. Yeah, of course. Like the most disrespectful way to refer to him. Barry with Letterman. And he says, we know the Podesta emails mention dominoes on cheese, parentheses, little girls, or pasta, parentheses, little boys. That's related to that. Dominoes is code for domination. Then the clip of Barack Obama and David Letterman talking Letterman says, what will you do when you're not president? Barack Obama says, I was thinking you and me could maybe play some dominoes. So what he's saying is he wants to dominate little boys and little girls. Then he plays it backwards. This is what Barry was really saying. Okay. Carve her up slow, tether on boy, horny. I make it, tie it, I want it. And then Dave says, you are raw. Slow in the mud. And then Barry says, your bags, sewed them up and sell. <laughs> but you win knowing he had some that blow up. Dave says, notes have found a new wood. Do you want my time? And then he replays the little clip of Barry saying, carve her up slow. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I know this might be a naive thing, mm-hmm. but if these super Mason Illuminati yeah. people have all of the control, why would they so often be putting messages out there that were clues? Wouldn't they be smart enough to not? But if you do it backwards, no one's going <laughs> to notice except the smart people, <laughs> except the really smart people. Who knew? Who know that I'm a clueless lefty liberal? <laughs> I, I just want to say though, if any listener does want to play some of our tapings in reverse, oh no, and <laughs> really be some dark, and please transcribe what we're really saying. That would be helpful. I actually don't care for gold, baby. <laughs> Squeeze. <laughs> Shriek. It's just us saying squeeze over and over and over again. But I mean, um, think about it in terms of like, suppose you're some fucking 13 year old kid in the middle of nowhere and right. you're just like, what's going on in the world? And you find this and you're like, I guess. holy shit, this is it. Well, here's here's what's frustrating thing sometimes about that level of paranoia and irrational conspiracy mm-hmm. <clears throat> is that you 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 hear something like that and you oh my god that's insane that's crazy that's nuts and then there are there have been instances where for example people that have some affiliations to very far right extremist groups do they do actually use some terms expressions and or symbols there's there's a, a the hand Q. symbol, the Q. You're talking about this thing? Yeah. and The white which, supremacy which the thing? the New Zealand shooter yeah, actually in did in court. Yeah. 
and then when when people on that side bring that up, they go, "Oh, that, the, then the right is like, oh, you're insane. That's crazy.' Right? That's, well, people, somebody right. did it in a photo, or somebody was doing it in a right photo inside the behind Kavanaugh, right? Kavanaugh, and they were like, right oh, she Kavanaugh. that was just she was just you know, right? That's it just a, was a random, coincidence. Yeah, yeah. Hint. it's like, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, it, it, but uh, anyway, like I'm saying, it, it was it was the first time I ever was like, like. I feel like I give people the benefit of the doubt of like people aren't that fucking stupid, and it turns out they are. Well, they are dumb enough to believe this shit. They're not. I don't think it's 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 never a majority. This is always a minority of people, but it's a larger minority than you think. That's, that's exactly what thing. I'm. That's exactly and, what I'm and, getting. And at. Uh, what was I going to say? Um, that's the Q, Were you going to say QAnon? <laughs> QAnon? Is that what it is, Andrew? QAnon? Oh yeah, that huge conspiracy. That's huge. And they're yeah. all and it's all proliferated online because it's all Reddit boards and bulletin boards and all. Well, that shit. and now there's this thing. I don't know if you saw the thing about Devin Nunez is suing uh, oh, is Twitter a cow or something? because there's somebody has a, an account that says Devin Nunez is cow and it's like <laughs> shitting on him and he's suing them for two hundred and fifty million dollars. But also there's a whole thing. Which I think has been debunked a number of times that right. Twitter is shadow banning conservatives. Oh right, right. Like right. they're 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 letting them post, but then they're not showing those posts. And again, the reality you could ask a whole bunch of other people and say, no, the reality is they never kick off any white supremacists. Right. They kick off people like Lori Kilmartin, like a month ago. She's a comedian. She was like banned for She's like been on the show, Joe. Oh yeah, no, I'm just saying for the for the listeners. People know who she is. Uh, she. She did some joke. She uh, men. I don't know what, it, what if it was like men suck or something, but it was just some man joke or something. And typical. She got you know b- banned for like a week, and then they keep some of these crazy all right yeah. you know neo Nazi dudes on. Anyway, that was terrifying. <laughs> I think I talked about it in this podcast, but I did those several years ago. Now I, I was doing a couple. Of, I was getting paid to be in YouTube videos, and. Um, it was going fine. Right. And humble brag. And um, then they had me go in to do one that was like, who has it harder, men versus women? And I was like, oh, how fun. And I like brought a bunch of material and. Um, it was men, right? Um, it. I. I actually stopped doing any acting for like six months after that the amount the wave of hate that uh, came towards me the vicious oh, vicious man. like it's it's hard to put it's a garbage place words. and it was like i was doing a comedy video okay. i clearly and it was like um like how i was a stupid ugly lesbian and it was like i'm you're not in a relationship. oh thanks um <laughs> but like I can joke about something and still I don't hate men. It right, was right. the assignment of the video. Right. It, like it, it was so wild. Yeah, I mean I think <laughs> for as much as there is good about the internet, I think there are so many things about it that are totally. so terrible. Totally. And it was all very personal. Like yeah. everyone like they started accounts like I hate Amber Kenny with a fiery passion and stuff. <sighs> It was fun. It was uh, a lot of fun. Oh, and by and, the way, it's only going to get worse in the next year. And as much as I oh, have yeah. a lot of sympathy because as much as you're like, oh, it's just some dummies on the internet, when it happens, you it, feel it. shit fucking hurts. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. It hurts so bad. I don't want to be a typical lefty right. dumbass. Right. 
Or There's nothing said. typical so stop about stop doing it. Okay, so here's another thing is that uh, Jamie. Flam? Flom. Flom. Please. Last week when we were at <laughs> Dynasty Tip Writer. Flum. <clears throat> gave me a letter addressed to my apartment. Oh, that's right. That had been returned to sender and then sent back again. And then returned to sender again. And Jamie claimed How did he that it had it? been delivered to Dynasty Typewriter. And I just don't believe that. That doesn't make any no. sense. No. <laughs> it doesn't say Dynasty. It says my address Someone on the front of the envelope. Someone handed it to him in person. Here. Like, I feel like he must have just picked it up by accident here and taken it with him oh. and ended up with it. Do you know what I mean? Because if yeah. it was returned to sender, it was... Return to your address. That is not one of the addresses. Right. But but, but there's no possible way that it would have ended up at Dynasty Typewriter. Well, the only thing I could think of is it was return to sender, return to sender. The sender went to Dynasty Typewriter and said, Jamie, here is a letter. But the sender was in Florida. Like, there's no way that that person... No. Oh, it, maybe it had an out, outer. It did not. No. That he already has. No, he told away. me it did not. He was like, I don't know why this. this, is, this he makes was no like, sense. I don't know why this came here, but Dude, you know. <laughs> I don't like Return all of to your, sender. Your carve up children. Flom steals mail. Anyway, I feel like he accidentally took it with him when he left here one yeah, time and ended up like not scary. giving it to me. <laughs> Anyway, it's a, it's a letter from a listener who was looking for a T-shirt. Right. It's from somebody named Adam. Like a year ago. Yeah, and he never got his T-shirt, so I want to apologize Sorry, to Adam. Adam. He actually sent cash in the envelope not Adam for postage. Thomas. No, not Adam Thomas. <laughs> Thomas. A different Adam. I don't want to use people's last names. Sorry. But I thought it'd be nice to read the letter since it took so long to get here. Yes. Okay. Please. <clears throat> and he says, basically, I'm allowed to read it on the show. So this is what it says. Hello, Sean. And if this is being read on the show, Amber. Hello. Joe, if there. Oh. And Jamie, if there. Hi, it's Jamie. Burn. Not wrong. Not, my name, not inaccurate. My name is Adam. I oh. have been a humongous fan of the Low Show Poe for years now. I started listening the season after Eddie left. <laughs> When I believe you appeared on the Comedy Film Nerds, when I believe you, I did. I was on the Comedy Film Nerds podcast to discuss some movie. I don't remember what movie we talked about. I was very entertained by your wit on that appearance and decided to check out your podcast. Checking on the dates, it seems that was almost five years ago. Holy. Since then, the show has remained a constant thing to look forward to. And now, each like week. six years ago. <laughs> right. By the way, you know what? You, you think you know the next word. A constant blight on my daily. <laughs> uh, a constant thing to look forward to each week. I listen to a lot of podcasts, but yours remains special to me. Aww. I think this is the only show I listen to that is about absolutely nothing. <laughs> Besides the hosts. So true. We're trying to figure out what our show's about. <laughs> the listeners get vignettes into you guys' life each week. I cut my thumb. Through hilarious presentations <laughs> and comments. I looked at a candy comments. box. <laughs> Somehow I the find... The internet is scary. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow I find myself laughing at your podcast more than a lot of the specific comedy podcasts. Yeah. And that's a triumph to the chemistry that exists between you all. I would not skip an episode that just has two of you or even one of you. Aww. 
You guys wow. have a real gift. Each week, you can make hundreds of people forget about their trouble and enjoy the low, the low show off the po, <laughs> the long show po, for a bit. Aww. To be able to say that you are truly making joy in the world for others is something that few of us can say, but you all have been doing this for years. Aww. I've wanted to send a letter of appreciation for years now, but I never managed to do so, and for that I apologize. You're all right. Too often, we accept it. Too often, people don't fully recognize their thankfulness, and I am deeply thankful for the entertainment you all provide. It is quite amazing how a free t-shirt can make people go extra measures for it. As a millennial, I believe this is the first personal letter I've ever sent by mail, not including messages on cards. I'm in law school right now. That's blowing can, my mind. <laughs> it can be a real challenge with the stress and weekly commitments to various things. Yeah, I can imagine. Each Wednesday-ish, I can relax a bit and forget things like the Magnuson-Stevens Act. This solace is something unmeasurable. Finally... I want to give some individual feedback. Oh, no. <laughs> Jamie, I am happy that you were able to achieve some of your dreams with Dynasty Typewriter. After months and months of you commenting on things you couldn't talk about, I find it amazing that this is where it led. Keep at it and make Dynasty Typewriter the premier LA destination. Thank you. Joe. No. When you joined the show, yes. I thought it could potentially ruin it. <laughs> All right. Good feedback. <laughs> Since I had only experienced the podcast with Amber, Jamie, and Sean as the host. Correct. Yes. I couldn't have been more wrong. Aww. You were the extra spice in the dish that made it even better. Continue to work hard. Also, <laughs> wait. How? Yeah, I know. Who are you talking about? Joe, work hard, please. Also,. How have the donuts at that Circle K been lately? I remember you said the quality mm -hmm. went down and you talked to the guy. Did they improve? Great. You know, when we hear descriptions of us from you're listeners, like, oh, you're like, wow. I, I, really... I got to do something with my life. That <laughs> sounds like a crazy person. <laughs> Amber, congratulations on your engagement. Oh, thanks. You yeah. are a real inspiration to me with your outlook on life. You trained and ran a marathon or a half marathon. I forgot. I've done both. <laughs> After years of working at the bank, you quit and were able to get a, from what it seems mostly, great job at a fun workplace. Good luck with life. I initially thought having you on the show would ruin it, but no, he didn't oh, say that. No. Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, he didn't say I like that. The, I was scared that the feedback would be... More critical. That there might be some it was, the feedback was just like, I like that you do stuff. Yeah. Sean, you are great. Congratulations on the pilot. Fell apart. Go on other podcasts and shows to show how great you are. I have to okay. wait for them to invite me. Oh. Again, thank you all and best of luck for years more of the show. Sincerely, Adam. That's so kind. Yeah. Thank you, Adam. That was a great Honor you, Adam. That's your first letter. It's appropriate that it took a year for us yeah, to for, read. It's a, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I wish it's not going to here, encourage him to here's write the thing, Adam. Else. Just from now on, know that when you write a letter, you're supposed to date it at the top, right? And you didn't put a date on it, so I can't say exactly when you wrote this. But the postmark, I think it's like last August or something. Yeah, second August, two thousand eighteen. Uh, I don't th know if any one of us will know the answer to this question, 
But if we know 27th anyone, of June, 2018, if we know we anyone in high school of high school age. Yes. Do you remember when we were all in high school? I do recall at some point, probably in some English class, they did teach you how to write business letter, a letter and mm-hmm. business letters and stuff. Do they do they? I don't. Do they do that now? Like well, actually I mean, writing that's like, it out? I'm sure that's it's like email. In, email. in elementary school, they tell you how to write in cursive, and that's disappearing. That's right. But that, would it be? I guess it would mean or yeah, emails now. Because Some you need to learn how to write a professional, professional email to get email. a job. Right. <coughs> and you want to start it by saying, "Yo, what up?" Because that's how you start an email. Sean, when you said like remember to include the date, I did, I think I flashed back to like a teacher going like the date goes in the upper right hand. Yeah, you corner. put the date and then you put the person you're addressing the letter to right. and their, their address, address which is right. and then so your weird own name right. and they your address, know where their address and then dear so and so, and then to et cetera, whom it may concern. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's mine. Uh, the, 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 I am the, looking for seven yellow suitcases. Like the examples of the business letters were always so. Oh, weird I don't even remember so. that. Uh, but that does make sense that you would at some point need seven yellow suitcases. <laughs> uh, so anyway, my point is the internet is a frightening place. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> but don't write letters, Adam. Yet. Your T-shirt will arrive sometime within the next decade. <laughs> uh, and good luck with law school. Um, he might be done. That's true. Caveat emptor. No, what's the Latin phrase? Liberace. <laughs> uh, Amber, mm-hmm. checking in. Sure. I. Uh, Last week as a free woman. I know. I, I didn't want to talk about it because, and maybe that's something I just need to let go. Mm-hmm. I'm so hyper aware of, I don't want my identity to be someone who is getting married and I don't. I think it's boring when people just talk about their wedding all the time. Right. But at the same time, I get it because it is a big part of. But it's what something my that's so right out of now. reach for Joe and myself. So it's nice. To, <laughs> <laughs> it's nice um, to hear about true, it, true. to live vicariously through your so wonderful experience. I'm just Mr. being Conrad. open and honest and vulnerable. I was trying really hard to have a, a non-wedding related checking in, mm-hmm. and it's only wedding adjacent. Um, I'm I'm just over a week out, and a week from the day after tomorrow. Correct, and uh, I. By the time this come out, comes out, it'll be tomorrow. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and more and more people are like, eh, "It's coming up. How are you feeling? Are you freaking out?" Why do people talk to you like that? Um, out of the side of their mouths I like don't that. Know. It's LA. The thing is, I'm not freaking out, but people asking me if I'm freaking out all the time bothers you. Is freaking me out. Mm-hmm. And then I think I have some misplaced anxiety. Because it's nothing wedding related. Like, there's cute things. My parents said that they might download the Lyft app. They've never used that before for when they're here. I was like, that's a great idea. I'll probably be able to find, since you're a first time user, some like coupon code for you to have a discount. Mm -hmm. And they were like, oh, oh, you're doing enough. I don't want you to stress out. It's really okay. And I'm like, I'm fine. I can get you a coupon code. Um, But... So yeah, I, I'm fine. To be fair, Rich and Marianne need to learn how to use that stuff themselves, you know. But I'm just saying, someone else needs to give them the coupon code to oh, get I the see. discount. I see what and, you're saying. And yeah, 
I'm happy to do it. It's right. not a burden. Yeah, but you know what? It's Amber, not don't, taking don't, up my Amber, time. If you want, yeah, if come you on, want don't. Joe can do it. Right. Okay. <laughs> if I work hard. <laughs> Keep working hard, Joe. That's the funniest thing I've ever heard. Um, so, so that happened, and but we're good. I'm good. I've been a little. By where you mean Jeff and you? Yeah. Uh, we. We're having a very incredibly, insanely simple wedding, and I've been quasi-type A in the sense that, like, I don't want to do everything the last week. That doesn't sound fun to me, because then you're stressed, and then if they don't have the one thing you need. So, like, I have everything I need to wear, and I have for over a month. Um, Jeff's suit... Have you broken in your shoes? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And nice. I... Yeah. Um... Jeff has a suit. It's still at the tailor. Just the the pants need to be hemmed. But he's got everything else. Shoes, belts, tie, you name it. Tapered? Is he having them tapered? I don't think so. Did you, have, did you say belts? Belt. Okay. I, I have a bad aspirate. Okay. Sometimes. Yeah, I hate that. Uh, I never wanted to bring it up, but yeah. Thank you. He has everything he needs. Shoe, belts. <laughs> Well, when I thought you said Belson. I imagined Shirts. Chef with like the bandolier, <laughs> bandoliers across his chest. That would be doing dope. A, doing a Rambo wedding. <laughs> we filed the the marriage license so long ago that we actually got a letter from. Where are you guys? That's what the letter says. Basically, because yeah. you have a ninety day window, and mm-hmm. we went on like day. Negative ninety uh-huh. or something, and they're like, "Just so you know, it's been sixty days, and this is only valid for ninety days." And right. I was like, "We have an appointment with you guys. All right, relax." <laughs> um, and any basically everything set. Feeling good about that, but it's still such a big life event deal. So I'm not stressed out about the wedding itself, and it's not able to. I think most people who plan big, big weddings, getting married is huge and stressful. Not stressful, but it's it's a it's a big undertaking. It's a big change in your life. And I think when you have a huge, huge wedding, you're stressed out about like the, the tablecloths and, and the caterers. Where? And so some yeah, of yeah. your marriage big capital M marriage anxiety is like diffused in these like little tiny petty things. Mm. Um, I remember I went with my girlfriend at the time to a wedding that her friend was having and they were like setting up the tables and it was like which they all thought the gourds that they were going to put on the tables were hilarious because they looked like big penises and they were like which gourd goes on which table and they were arguing about which gourd oh should God. go where. And no one cares. And yeah of course. Um but all that said is I'm not the gourd on my table was huge <laughs> of <I'm>, course <laughs> what do I say to that <laughs> kudos good job <laughs> uh, so but I'm still I'm not feeling anxiety about the wedding and I'm not feeling anxiety about marriage with, with a capital M but I normally can fall asleep like that I'm a kitty cat I could take a nap anywhere I am the all week I've had horrible night sleep where the first like Monday I went to to or Sunday night who cares 
I was like, okay, time for bed. Like, close your eyes, peaceful. And it was just um, very specific anxiety thoughts about my day-to-day tasks at work were just like, mm. like, boom, 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 lasering through my body. And I was like, oh, that sucks. The next night when I went to close my eyes, I vividly saw myself get hit by a car. Oh, my God. Um, And then last night I fell asleep fine, no nightmares. Paging Dr. Freud. (laughs) I woke up at like 5 a.m. and couldn't get back to bed. So I'm like, okay, I think my marriage wedding anxiety is just refusing to show itself as that. And it's coming out in weird distorted ways is the only thing I could think of. Oh, it's a big, exciting moment in your life. So of course there's going to be all kinds of stuff swirling around about it is what I understand. I wouldn't know, but that's what I've heard. Yeah. And, uh, and it is stressful at work because there's all these changes going on, which are cool and exciting, but then I have to figure them out and also train someone else to have them mastered before I leave for two weeks Mm -hmm. and it's fine, but it's just, um, it just feels a lot like a lot of transition is happening. It's a lot. And the person I'm training, she's amazing. She's great. She's smart. But she isn't exactly me. And sometimes that drives what me What if crazy. it was you? <laughs> that would be incredible. I'd be like, you're so good at this. Um, just Last night I had a dream I got hit by a car. Because, <laughs> okay, when I'm training her to do things, and I know, I don't know. I guess I'll ask I'll I'll ask the room if this is something I should address with her or if it's 100% a me problem. Okay. When I'm showing her how to do something, she'll be like, that, that's a lot of steps. Like, and then I find myself apologizing to her for showing her how to do something, mm-hmm. which I, now I think that's what stresses me out. It's like, I think if it were me, I would just be like, okay, um, can you show me that one more time? Like, I wouldn't put, I wouldn't make the person teaching me feel bad that what they're teaching me is complicated. And this this person... She, Take it, Joe. Because <laughs> I have something too, but go ahead. So the way you said it, like her saying this reaction, it, uh, it instantly made me feel like... Oh, good. Oh, good. Good, un- good. Un- like, good that it's like, not just Like when you me. see someone express some kind of anxiety or nerves, like, cause is that and that's how she kind of says it? And I'm the most like... Hey, like we're gonna get there. Right. It's gonna be fine. You know this. Like it's in that. Fo- like I'm not at all. Like why don't you know this? That's not how I operate. I'll give you an example. There are times oh, when I love examples when we're rehearsing, like at a tech rehearsal, and we only have a certain amount of time. And I'll I I'll be taking my time exactly how I want to as a director. Do this, do that, whatever. And then there'll be there have been times when someone will say, uh, "Hey, you know we only have ten minutes left," and I'm like. I know. I, like, I actually know. That kind of thing where like they say it to you like, I'm freaking out. Uh-huh. You, sh- shouldn't you be freaking out too? And it's like, no, no, no. I'm just relaxed. Right. But I'd rather somebody just go, hey, uh, it's, you know, it's this time. Like, tell me it's 6.50 rather than, you know, we have like 10 minutes left. You know, like right. there's different ways right. of well, bringing up something like that. Well, you go and then I go. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, but you're putting the responsibility on the person who's having the reaction, which you can't force somebody right. not right. to They're have their reaction. They're going to feel how they feel. Right. So I would put the responsibility on you mm-hmm. 
to not have the reaction that you're having because that's your choice to feel bad or not to feel bad. Right. So if she goes, or is it a she or mm-hmm. he? It's a she. It doesn't matter. Um, guys can do things too. But if <laughs> if this person goes, oh, that's a lot of steps, You, it's to you to just go, yeah, it is, but that's how you do it. That's exactly what I do. Yeah. But internally, I, I think it's no, I causing that. more yeah. stress because yeah. then I'm like, oh, am I giving her too much? And I think here's the other layer of weird feeling and resentment, but, and it's not her problem. I learned this job being like dropped into a black cave. Mm -hmm. So I had to just figure it out and open things and like learn it. And if that's how I know how everything works, that's how I know every system. And that's how I know where to find things. She has me. So occasionally when she's when I'm like, oh, find it in and I say the name of the folder and then she's like, oh, where's you that? You can't like, say the name of the folder on the show. <laughs> it's I mean, too boring. Hmm. But uh, I'm like, part of me is like, look a little like be a little bit resourceful. Mm-hmm. You've got this. And so but then I'm like, that's not fair. She's not me. And she has me as a resource. And it's good that she has questions. So. I spent Monday, I wrote out like a a Bible of where every asset could be found, where it could possibly be found within our folder structures and gave like exact links for everything. And I typed it up and I gave it to her and I was like, let me, we still have time together. Let me know if this makes sense or if anything's missing or if it's unclear because I will revise. And this isn't meant for you to like read and memorize. That's not the point. It's if somebody asks for something and you're not sure where to go, go, you can find the asset and it's like. Just go to the list of assets from our folder structure. But, um. But as soon then, as you said that, you lost me. But I gave her all that. And then today even, because my boss is having me stop doing things so that I can watch her do them to make sure she's doing them right. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, we're just going to open this folder. And But it isn't just like, oh, where is that? It's like rubbing your temple. And I'm like, girl, we got, it's fine. It's fine. Like, yeah, it's fine. Sounds like the prison is just a little wound up. Yeah. But I feel like, again, there's nothing you can do about this no, person. Totally, totally. And so to me, it maybe brooks the conversation of like, just so you know, you can do this and you need to do this and you need to figure out how you can do this. Right. And I am not going to be there to hold your hand all the time. Right, right, right. Sorry. Right. Um, I never had somebody like me while I was figuring it out and I figured it out and you're a smart person and you'll be fine. So do that, you know, because the more you are there for the person, I know the more they're going to rely on you to be there. And the, 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 it's like a vicious cycle. It's like you got to throw somebody into the swimming pool and let them swim. Right. You know, have you noticed anything? You guys have a pool there? Oh, no, that'd be so cool. Duck pond. That's true. Can't wait for those babies. And you can swim in the duck pond, right? Mm -mm. Mm-mm. Not supposed to, unless you're a duck. Then, I'm sorry. Or a fish. (laughs) Fish. (laughs) The offshoot group. Is there anything about this person's personality that you've seen not within a work context or just like hanging out at, you know, after work, not after work, but whatever. Have you had any conversation with her that wasn't a training session? Oh, absolutely. We're, we're, no, we're cool. No, no, no. But where I'm saying, 
<laughs> it's okay. But it's all right. It's okay. No, I'm just, no, we're totally cool. Man. Where, where you you've so been able down. to make any observation about that person's personality as a whole? I think in general. Yeah, I think I think it goes with, and this is a, a gross over generalization, but she's quick to complain about things. Okay, right. And um, I right. hate people like that. I know you do. Um, and again, that's what I mean. Like, she right. just isn't exactly me. And that's, right. I have to let that go. Right. The other thing you can do with the duck pond is you can throw a coin in and make a wee. <laughs> hey, fish. Was this- Did you get my wee? <laughs> what was your wee? Squeeze. Does he squeeze? <laughs> is it, is this the person that when you described, weren't you part of the hiring process? Yes. yes. So, okay. It's my fault. <laughs> no shit. That's not where I was going, but no, I mean, I, uh, she didn't present that in the interview. Is that what you're asking? Right. No, but I mean that you you were part of it. That it, that some people hired her, but you were also part of that process, right? Mm-hmm. Careful, fish. <laughs> if you don't fulfill no, no, my no. wish, <laughs> I might cook you up. I bet you'd make a fine dish. I was gonna say. I was gonna say that you did not hire her. Other people hired her. Yeah. Right. But I was a part of it. But you were part of it. But what I'm saying is sometimes, well, look, this person might be great at the job. Yeah, and she is. Okay. So she's doing fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. No, she's doing fine. It's more, it's literally just, um, and it makes me feel like old school or something. And, And the fact that I worked at the, but like if at the bank, my boss was like, I want this, this, and this. And I was like, oh, like unacceptable. No, I know. And <laughs> but also here's, here, here's another thing. And this, this is the same person whose wedding I was just talking about with the gourds right. on the table. A year later, we go to have dinner at their house. They're married now. And the husband is in the other room. So my girlfriend at the time is friends with the wife. The wife? No, it didn't wee. work. I was <laughs> The husband is in the other room and he's like, honey, do you know where the blah, blah, blah oh, is? Right. <clears throat> and she just doesn't answer him. And he's like, honey, where's the blah, blah, blah? I don't even remember what it was. And she just still ignores him. And she turns to my my girlfriend and she's like, I'm trying to train him that he can do things by himself. Aww. He doesn't need to have me to tell him where everything is all the time. Because if I tell him. Then he'll just keep asking. He'll just ask every time. Yeah. And he has to figure out how to do these things by himself, you know? So I think this is a similar yeah. situation. Absolutely. I just... Um... Do you feel some pressure training somebody new and that part of that is reflects on you as far as how, how they start doing the job? Yeah, it's not even that. I know she can do it. I think right. that, like when I'm telling her, like, you got this. It's right. fine. Girl, you got this. Yeah. Like, I'm not bullshitting. Right. That's why it's like, what do you do? Like, you're fine. You're right. good. You're smart. Um, I think it's legitimately, she's not me. And I right, would. We get it. She's not you. <laughs> I would like, but it's a weird, I can't ask for it, but it would be awesome to leave for my honeymoon and everyone's like, everything's handled. Right. You don't need to fucking worry. I'm going to learn this so hard. Like, don't think twice about you, it. Like, right. like, we're taking that stress away from you 
by how we're receiving it. But that's like too much to ask someone for. But I think that's what I secretly want. But you know wanted. what? That's a great. But do you know what I'm saying? That's a great quality of. Because that's what I would do for and, them. That's, exactly. No, but that's. Yeah, but she's not you. That's a great quality of an employee to actually assure others or reassure others, particularly if it's this kind of situation where it's like, well, I might have to be gone for a while. Well, it's, it'll be fine. It'll be okay. Rather than like, right. oh my God, so many steps. Right. Those are two very different dispositions. Right. Yeah. What is it with you and Jamie always hitting the table? Oh, shit. Sorry. Well, you know what? Jamie's not me. <laughs> I'm not you either. Uh, I am. All right. Well, <laughs> on, that, on that note. Uh, all right. Well, it feels like this is a good place to take a break. So let's do that. And we will be back in a moment with more stuff. Hey, this is Betsy Sonaro, and you're listening to The Long Shot. Thank you for listening to The Long Shot. Woo, great. We're back. You're listening to The Long Shot. It is a podcast. I am your host. My name is Sean Conroy. Joe Wagner is here. Amber Kenny is also here. Jamie Flam. Is here in spirit, but not in corporeal form. We've come to a part of the show that we like to call parting shots. So let's start today with Joe. <laughs> Did you try to? I tried. I tried. I you tried. can't. You can't. I know. See the wheels working. That's not it's, ninja. It's like you can't. I thought think you were good at ninja. It. I am good, but I knew that if <laughs> I, am. I am good. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I am good at ninja. I am good at ninja. <laughs> well, just so you know, I was not looking at you. I was looking at Amber the whole time. But I could feel his energy from yeah. here because yeah. I, was, I like, was looking down. very busily down. fussing with his phone. No, yeah. I was. I was looking down. Okay, uh, busy, busy, fussily busy with my phone because busily fussing. Busy. Excuse me. Busily fussing with my phone. <laughs> Thank you. Busily fussing tonight. Fussily busy with my phone. Boom. Uh, my parting shot is very short and sweet. It's just a little silly thing. So, um, going to see my mother and my aunt very soon. Very excited about that. Uh, because I'm not, I'm, I'm isolating again and I need to not do that. So, um, my mom recently texted me because my, uh, my aunt hadn't heard from me and was getting very nervous and I, I sent her some texts. She finally got them. So my mom, I, I, texted my mom to say, did Gloria get my texts? And she responded, yes, my dear. She received them and already answered them. Lice, mom. Mm. I meant... That does not sound like things are going well in Jacksonville. I meant love, mom. Mm. So uh, autocorrect changed love to lice. It's dark. Yeah. (laughs) Autocorrect knows what's up. (laughs) Because if there's... Yeah, love I'm lice. sending you lice, all my love. lice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, there you go. My mom loves me. She doesn't lice me. Aww. And Gloria got the messages. Yes. Uh, and uh, real quick, my other parting shot will be that Avengers Endgame comes out soon. The trailer is so good. <laughs> Watching so many reactions. Is it, who, who direct, is it directed by a woman? The Russo brothers, who so no. are probably the, the most adept Marvel superhero mm-hmm. directors. I already I posted. Wait, did I post a reaction? Yeah, I think you did. I did on the page. 
Sean did not respond to it at all, even though I CC'd him. But don't worry, because it won't be the only trailer reaction I post. I'm going to post a bunch of them. Nothing better than watching somebody else watch a trailer that's not even a movie. It could be like Infinity. You watch <coughs> no, they already watch did Infinity watch Wars. Something, watch something, watch something. It's about enjoying the expression of emotion. Uh, all right, I'll go next, and I will just say this. Um, I, about, not 20 years ago, but almost 20 years ago, I did a show, a one-man show, about my experiences as a teacher oh, right. in New York City. Oh, right. You went to the Aspen Comedy went to the Aspen Comedy Festival. And over the past several years, I've been thinking a lot about doing another one, uh, another show like that. I have way more anxiety about it now than I did 20 years ago because it feels... You just did it without thinking about Yeah, it was just like, hey, I'm going to do this. And right. now I'm living in Los Angeles and I have a career and I want to have the career that I want and da-da-da-da-da. And, and there's all this, this pressure on it, yeah. you know? Um, so it makes me very nervous to think about it, but it's, like I said, it's something I've wanted to do and thought about doing for several years. Um, and I actually had a meeting last week with somebody who has done a bunch of that stuff and was very encouraging and remembered my show and was highly complimentary and said some very nice things that were, uh, things I probably needed to hear right um i mean the other thing is like the stuff i want to talk about i go is this something that anyone a ucb audience is going to be like what the fuck right and this guy told me well i did a show about, letter writing i did a show about this <laughs> well i mean all kidding aside there's some it letter is, writing <laughs> it is some age stuff right you know and he said i did this show and his show was about issues that don't come up until later in life and he said I thought, you know, no one's going to be interested in this, but people still come up to him and say, you know, your show was very affecting and whatever. So that was great to hear. And then last night I went to The Moth, uh, which is a storytelling series. And I had gone, I don't know, 12 years ago, I had gone to a couple of shows before The Moth was this huge enterprise. And I went last night and it was really great because most of the people that were there and it was packed most of the people that were there were just there to watch people tell stories they were a real right. audience and they were kind and forgiving and some of the people just didn't have any idea of how to tell a story or what made an interesting story and they were still so attentive and forgiving of that um and I got up, and of course, I, it was interesting to watch because people had clearly done a great deal of preparation, you know, and had every word of their story and every beat of their story. Mm-hmm. And they knew where the laughs were going to be, which of course were not where the mm-hmm. laughs were. And so they held for laughs and didn't get them. Right. And, uh, you know, I, of course, had done absolutely no preparation. I basically knew what the story I was going to tell was about, but I had not prepared anything you've done nine years of this podcast telling <laughs> it's true uh, and, and a million other things too uh and i got up and i was really nervous like I, I i was noticeably nervous to myself i don't think the people in the audience could tell but i was like oh this doesn't feel comfortable how much time do you get you get five minutes and then they blow a flute 
And then you get another minute and they blow the flute again. And if you keep going beyond that, they take points off because it's all scored. That's mm. the other thing right. is they give you a score. There's judges sitting around and they score it. And uh, it, it just, I, I really had a good time. I felt good about it. And I was like, I want to do this on a regular basis just because of the idea. And and you don't necessarily get up. Like they pick names out of a bucket each time somebody goes up and only 10 people get to tell stories. So there were several people last night who didn't get a chance right. to tell their story. I think I went up eighth or ninth or something like that. Um, which added to the nerve wrackingness of it of like, Oh, there's only a couple spots left. Am I going to, Oh yeah, it's me, you know? Um, but just the, the support level was, it's not like an open mic where it's just people who are just down on their, hostile hostile and and vile and yeah, yeah. On their phones the whole time. And, uh, so, I guess what I'm saying is if you're thinking about doing something and it's not comfortable, do it anyway, because this convinced me last night. Oh, I can do this. I can do this show and feel good about it. And because after the show, two different couples came up to me and thanked me for what I had talked about and how they related to it. And, you know, they love one. Uh, this is like, uh, you know, I hate when people go like they loved my story. Like, I feel like fucking Donald Trump. Like many people are saying they thought my story was great. But one uh, one woman was like, I had a very similar experience. And it was so nice to hear somebody tell the truth about it. Like what, you know, this is really like. And, Man. you know, so anyway, are these stories or this story that you told or any other stories that you tell related mm-hmm. to the the material of the show or the your idea for the show? For what show? For the show the show that you would be thinking of putting up putting up. Yes, yes. So you could like be workshopping Correct. the stories that This is exactly what this and the, was last. The month night. is the big one, but there's lots of storytelling right. shows now. So you could just keep getting up and up and up and hone the shit. Right. Up and up and up and up and away. And that's great. Mm-hmm. So anyway, what I'm saying is go for it. Uh, Amber, parting shots. So many steps. Uh, You were talking about... (gasps) Oh my God, there's so many steps. Just look at the packet inside (laughs) the folder over by the drive near the thing. Correct. No, I would be like, no, open that folder. Okay. Now open that folder. (laughs) Nope, you got it. Okay, no, you know this. Um, but now she's like, don't tell me, don't tell me, don't tell me. I'm like, okay. Oh, okay. Anyway. It's right there. Oh, damn it. <laughs> uh, you were talking, You, we were all talking about the homeless population in Correct. Los Angeles. And uh, in January, I participated in the homeless count. It, there was like a big, they, they do it once a year. Every There's year a big it, yeah. um, initiative where they have a bunch of volunteers and they try to get a as accurate as possible head count of the homeless to better serve the communities to know right. where the most people are and try to get funding etc 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 it's just easier to do that with data correct um, data da- oh sh- I'm sorry um, and uh, so Jeff and I volunteered and it was thank you for doing that yeah, you know, I'm, I'm yeah, thank you. I'm so great. Um, Better than me. But a lot of people are saying it was nice of me to do that, that I didn't have to, <laughs> but I'm a good person. 
and it's it's crazy it's such a big project the idea of organizing it is mind-boggling because i we were just sent to our neighborhood and then um there was a group of four of us we were sent to a very like specific area within that neighborhood we were given cross streets like from here to here just go through each street um any alley any parking lot and and count any person or like a place or thing or habitat if you might not see a specific person but it looks like someone is living there um and I think they just freaked me out about like, okay, we're there from eight to midnight and like I had my walking shoes and water and like a protein bar. I was like, oh man, this is going to be an intense night. And like I caffeined up. Um, I don't know if it was because we were newbies or what, but the four of us got this neighborhood. Nobody. Like five. Five, right. But it's also sad that we're like, man, we only saw five homeless people in like a three block radius. Like that shouldn't Still, be a low amount. Right, right, That's right. crazy. Yeah. Um, and we did, we, we did it pretty quickly. I think cause there was a hospital on a l- large percentage of that grid where there aren't houses, there aren't cross streets. So it, there's less streets to go up and down. Right. And, uh, and like, you get a sick feeling of like, oh, we found one. Because <laughs> like, you want to, your brain right. is like, you want to. You want to win. Yeah, and you want to do the assignment. <laughs> Almost bingo. <laughs> oh, it's so fucked up. But, you weren't uh, hunting them. No, you just no, no. Um, we got a bearded fellow with a shopping cart. Mark that down. And so we, we did the whole grid like twice. And we're like, no, I'm, we're confident in our numbers. So we went back and turned them in. But um, have, is there, are they issuing a, report or something I with that so. information. I believe so. Oh, that's the thing why it's such a big project. To for accuracy, they try to do it all within the same night um across all of Los Angeles. But it it might be two or three different nights because people move around, people go on buses. Right. Be, so like you don't want to keep counting the same person as they travel around. So Hey, Phil. <laughs> so it's Stop it's, moving so much. <laughs> It's wild, and um, the we had to go through an orientation, and that was really funny because they had to delicately, like, how do you know if someone's homeless? And it was like their attire, their appearance, their demeanor. It was just like, yeah, we. Right. Are you still allowed person. to call it that? Homeless? No orientation. Is that not a racist? It's not. Okay. But one of the other volunteers, we met in this church in my neighborhood, and one of the other volunteers, he... (laughs) Was was oriental? He was oriental? He (laughs) might have needed to be counted, um, but he was quite a character, and he was... But um, we do this whole orientation. It's like a formality you could tell. Like, they have to... Because there's safety issues Mm -hmm. and stuff, too. And they're like, do you have any questions? And he raises his hand. He's like, I do. What if we find a baby? Oh, my God. And they're like, um, call the police. (laughs) 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 Don't take the baby with you. Maybe stay with it until like, but he said it as though like we were going to be finding babies like Easter eggs. Like there's just going to be babies everywhere. Mm hmm. 
anyway, I thought it was a really funny question. Don't take the baby. <laughs> Eat the baby. And they were like, a baby that is... Cut the baby up into slices and put it on the sandwich. I eat the babies. A baby with some mustard and some mayo and lettuce is a delicious sandwich and rice bread. Uh, All right, folks, this has been The Long Shot. Thank you guys so much for listening. And tune in next time to see... Who has actually shown up? Yay. Ooh, don't tell me.